Welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and your empowerment coach. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, worries, insecurities and anxiety so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it is time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, spiritual mindset principles with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. So hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. It's Stefanka here, your host, and today I have got an amazing guest here with me today. I am so excited about today's episode because I get to chat to another amazing and inspirational soul who has inspired me on my own journey and who is a fellow soul sister, and I cannot wait for her to share more of her magic with you today. So without further ado, I would love to introduce and welcome the one and only Aravella Morgan, who is a modern day medicine woman, best-selling author, business doula, and simply such a wonderful soul. And I'm so grateful to have her here today. Arabella has dedicated the last six years to her personal healing and awakening. She has been motivated by her supernatural experiences as a child and throughout her life, She practices mindfulness and is initiated into different shamanic traditions. Arabella's teaching, mentoring programs and workshops focus on guiding souls home to remembering the beat of their wild hearts and retracing destiny towards their highest potential. She believes that finding who you are by divine authentic design By reclaiming parts of yourself that have been lost or forgotten along the way is the route to an abundant life. She then supports visionaries as a doula to birth their purpose through the vessel of their soul-aligned business. Arabella works with archetypes, movement, polarities, soul retrieval, journeying, potions, and shamanic energy. Hello, Bella, and welcome. (laughs) hi (laughs) wow what an introduction (laughs) thank you so much for being here today and how are you how are you feeling today thank you yeah I'm feeling good feeling good just uh grounding back in Iceland I just moved back here a few a few weeks ago um and uh, yeah, feeling very, very good today. The sun's just just coming up, even though it's uh, quarter past 10 a.m. here. Um, but it's still a very, uh, a very new day in the sky. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I bet the winter is long in Iceland. Yeah, it's very long, but we're kind of on the other end um it's very dark up until the winter solstice and then it slowly starts getting brighter and brighter so we're in 
we're in a sort of the upward, upward brightness at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before I start bombarding you with like all my questions, because I just cannot wait to ask you about everything and anything, <laughs> I just want to celebrate you and congratulate you on becoming a best-selling author in three mm -hmm. countries in the past week. <laughs> ah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's so surreal, it's so surreal. Um, it's been such an amazing experience and I had no attachment to the outcome of this project, like absolutely none. And I think that that was just, it was such a beautiful experience to just really, I had a yes with my whole body, um, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And uh, the project is with uh, 27 other women all over the world. Uh, the book is called Wild Women Rising. And it's all about brave women who have carved their own path. Um, so it's just really a power force of being by the side of, all these women and just seeing that we all have completely different stories and different paths and yet there's this thread that links us together and uh and um it's really been an honor it's been very humbling uh i get quite emotional thinking about it because uh that it wasn't about um it was the the process is just keeps going you know, and it's like writing is one of the process, then being seen and realizing that, you know, it's just out there now and everyone can read it. And then just already getting messages and phone calls and and emails from people that are just already feeling the uh, medicine of, of the book, you know, and it's only been out not even a week now and, and hitting bestseller in, in three, uh countries uh australia uk and usa uh was just <laughs> i don't know just really not expected and really just just really beautiful and uh i'm just happy that it's gonna get out there you know yeah i was getting goosebumps that you were talking because i feel the potency of this book and i am yet to read it um but, <laughs> but I'm just so, so excited about it. And it, yeah, it seems like such a powerful group of women got together and you have created this beautiful masterpiece. And I love how you can already see how it's creating a ripple effect and how the souls who are reading the book are already receiving the medicine of your words and of the words of the other ladies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, um, it really is that, and it's really just the, the ripple effect of, of um, giving women permission to just have their own story and, and, and rewrite their story as well. Like, this is my story and I get to, I get to say what happened, you know? Um, and I think that that is really beautiful uh, and it's such a, a healing journey. And uh, if there are any aspiring authors out there, um, check out uh, Ashwin Publishing's 
Um, Tosh has just started this beautiful publishing agency and she's got loads of other co-author books coming up. There's one, there's one that's still taking applications. Um, so yeah, check, check it out. Um, and you can download it from Kindle, my book, our book, um, for under, under just a couple of pounds. So, um, uh, yeah, and the, and the hard copy will be coming out soon in the next couple of months and we're going to be having a uh, a conference as well with all the authors um so yeah watch the space uh there's watch more to come <laughs> thank you so much for sharing all about it so bella could you please tell us in your own words what and what you do with your clients how you help them uh what does it look like because I know I described it with my own words, but I feel like maybe you will be able to explain it to us a little more and tell us more about your potent work. Because by the way, like I want all of the listeners to know that I had a session with you and it was just so <laughs> potent, so powerful. And I think your work is really amazing. Mm, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, we had such a beautiful, I mean, it's such an honor I guess like first of all like um like it was such an honor to work with you and I think that's also where it comes is like when I gain when I get the trust from another human to uh want me to hold space for them and trust me to to work with them uh that deeply touches me um and I only work really with people that I feel really aligned with, you know, um, that's really, really shifted. Um, I work with people in very different ways, you know, I have kind of like a, it's very bespoke to the individual. Um, I, I consult for small businesses um, that I believe in and that uh, maybe need some business consultancy. Uh, so I do that and then I and then I have more like coaching uh, practices uh, where uh, I mean generally my clients are uh, visionaries, hypersensitive, empathic people who are also entrepreneurs at all different stages of their uh, business journey. And I support them really to, I mean, in a sense, just to get out of their own way, to really see like what they are ready to let go of in order to move into the next stage. Um, so I call myself a bridge person because I, I help them bridge their transitions, but also open them up to maybe um, a part of themselves that has been forgotten or asleep. Um, I uh, also do healing sessions, so um, they are uh, very deep, um, it's very deep work where I uh, become a hollow bone and um, work with uh, spirits and um, spirit guides uh, in other realms, <laughs> we journey um into other realms to see uh what um maybe 
maybe like an aspect of uh, of this person has maybe been lost or forgotten uh, or, or just has lost connection to and I and I assist to bring those pieces back um, and also uh, see what gifts are ready to to come as well um, and that's really like in a nutshell um, and and then a lot of my ongoing clients it's just a, a kind of combination of all of this that we do um, uh, I like working long term with people I think you know minimum three months but I prefer at least six months and we really focus on um, abundance through integrity um, so it's like doing the inner work to find where your integrity is and then that in turn really does bring abundance and so we can really then uh, move forward with the more strategic um, masculine side so I have different different ways that I different like modalities I would say that I, I work with people and you mentioned a lot of them and uh, I love using you know polarities and metaphor and archetypes uh, to really so things really land on a deep level um, and I work with all levels but I always find that um, when something really lands, then it really transpires through through all all your different levels or bodies. Yeah, your your work is very complex, and I know it cannot even be described with words. But thank you for like giving us the bigger picture of what you do and how you help and support other people on the same journey, really, just on different different stages. And I can definitely say that your energy and your work is very caring. Like as soon as we connected, like I felt looked after, <laughs> even mm -hmm. though it was via Zoom, it, you have such a beautiful nourishing energy and you are just able to hold the space on a whole different level. So I really appreciate that as well. I love that so much about you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I think that really comes from um, uh, being a, an an empath. I, I used to not. I used to not like having that label, um, but I think I'm starting to understand more and more what it means. Um, and and hyper and then a hypersensitive empath as well. So it's like something that that I was born with. Um, and I think that it's one of those things that is a curse and a gift um, because, and actually one of my teachers said this to me recently is in tribal times, at a very young age, when we lived in tribes, we would have been recognized for our gifts and we would have been mentored and trained accordingly. But of course we, we don't live in tribal times anymore and, and our parents weren't always our mentors. So our parents are not always equipped with the right gifts themselves to be able to mentor, um, you know, children that, that are, that are slightly different and special. Um, and, you know, that, that's tough. That's tough to not be seen, not be recognized. Um, so when I kind of understood that 
that that would have been the case in, in tribal times that really uh, got me to look into what it is to live in community and, and how we can all support each other um, with, our, with our gifts. And, and this being, you know, it was always, I was too sensitive. I was too emotional. Uh, I felt everything and it was really, really tough. You know, I, I had very big difficulty with this world and, and living in this world and knowing where my place was until I, I met people who were able to teach me uh, to understand my energy. And, and now I'm able to see it as, as a superpower because I truly feel what my client is feeling. Like I feel it in my body. So it means it's very easy for me to pinpoint what's going on because I often feel more than, I feel more consciously than maybe what my client is actually feeling themselves. So I don't always tell them what I feel, but I can, uh, by asking questions and using coaching techniques, I can really get them to start to pinpoint what it is that's going on inside of themselves and for them to start understanding that um, because that really has a ripple effect in the whole world. Like the moment we start to be more conscious about our emotions and be more conscious about our energy, be more conscious about our, our, our thoughts and our words. Um, you know, some tribes say that, you know, one word has an, has a ripple effect on seven different generations, wow. you know? And so it's not about, you know, being scared of our words, but just being aware, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, I can so relate to your experience. And I know many women who listen to this podcast will resonate as well, because sometimes we are sensitive. And, and again, like, sometimes it can look like a weakness because we feel everything and anything. And the thing is we don't only feel it, but sometimes we feel it in an amplified way. Mm -hmm. So just being around someone, they might be ignoring their own emotions and feelings, but we can still feel it for them in an amplified mm -hmm. way. And I struggled with the same thing growing up, like, you mm -hmm. know, feeling different energies. And, um, you know, I was really scared of like spirits because I could feel things and I could like see things and nobody else could really understand. But I feel and I am really hope hopeful about it. Like I feel more and more people are aware of it and mm -hmm. they support their children or at least they try to support their children. But when you talked about your childhood and like your own path would you be willing to talk a little more about it like I would love to know how did your spiritual path started and and you know where it took you and <laughs> what kind of work you engaged in and yeah yeah definitely um this is a lot what I go into in the chapter and in the book actually and uh so as a child, um, I was very sensitive, but very strong though. And that's what was funny is that I was very strong. Uh, I was a, very much a tomboy mm. outside the whole time. Um, and I had a very special relationship with um, nature, trees, 
and animals especially and, and, and different flowers. And uh, later I was to understand that this is, you know, basically animism, which means that you, it's a belief that everything has a spirit, even man-made objects. Um, and I very much lived in that world when I was a child, like my soft toys all had to be cared for. Everything in my room all had to be cared for. Outside I had named trees, like one tree was the fairy tree because I knew that there were fairies there and I could communicate with my dog telepathically and actually with my, my brother as well. And I, I learned from a very young age to not talk about this because it just was not understood. I remember my father came into my room one day when I was in full conversation with everything that was in my room. And he just like, what are you you know, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just playing with my toys. <laughs> and little did he know that the whole thing, the whole place was alive for me. Um, and, um, you know, that was, uh, that was, that was tricky because my parents weren't, weren't really equipped for this. And, um, and so I suffered, I, I really suffered. Um, and had a lot of anxiety and um, I think, you know, depression set in quite early on in, 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 my, in my life, I, I, cause I could feel everything. I remember the first time I understood what war was. Um, I think I cried for like two days. Sorry, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it now with that little one inside of me. Um, and, um, but spirits, managed to put people along the way for me like little breadcrumbs along the way um for me to keep that glimpse of hope um and and then it came to a point um where you know so many initiations I mean I I got I had my I had my son at age 23 and that was I think like the biggest initiation to date was just getting pregnant and having a boy where, you know, all my friends were still partying and being young and all of a sudden getting pregnant was like shaking up all the darkness that I hadn't really looked at because up until that point I had been pretty much numbing everything. And, um, and that, was, that was like the wake up call, but that was not an easy wake up call. Uh, and it was a very reluctant wake up call. Um, and it had to be done bit by bit because there was just so much trauma, so much trauma. When you are hypersensitive like that, you know, small things that wouldn't necessarily be traumatizing to everyone is traumatizing to, to you. And you feel like you need to explain why you are the way that you are. Um, and I was just so overwhelmed by everything. Um, and so I went down the traditional routes to start with, uh, medication, psychotherapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, and you know, it didn't really even really touch the surfaces. It just kind of numbed and kind of just started putting that awareness on on me um, and uh, and I you know there were quite a few experiences that happened to me um, 
over the years that uh, made me really think that I had uh, proper mental issues, you know, that I was crazy because um, I believed in, I believed in other worlds. I experienced my dreams stronger than I experienced this, this realm. Um, I knew things about people or knew things that were about to happen. Um, and so I really thought that I was losing, losing my mind um, and had to, had to really, you know, delve into feeling that way. Um, and then, um, you know, I got a divorce and still kept on numbing and really uh, moved back to the UK. And uh, that was when I really had some aha moments was I got, first of all, I, I met my mindfulness therapist and went into mindfulness after reading The Power of Now. I think that was the first book that I had like a massive aha moment and read that book. I had read it before, but I read it the second time and really got it and then found a mindfulness therapist and, and um and realized that I just wasn't living in my body. I wasn't living in the present. I was living in the past or the future and living in survival mode um, or in, in deep fear most of the time. And my nervous system, adrenal system has, was just completely burnt out. Um, but it was like, I was aware of it at that point. And, um, I've been seeing the same therapist now for five years. Um, and he's amazing um, and uh, a true gift. And the work that we've done together has really, really been the foundation of, of healing for me. And uh, then I got given a book uh, about shamanism. And, and, and my, never, my life has never been the same again because I read this book and it was really where my mindfulness practice had kicked in and, um, and, I, and I, could, I could see my mind reading it and going like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't understand. But then my soul was experiencing like a deep, deep, deep remembering and freedom of just like, oh my God, this is real. There are other realms and, you know, there are plant spirits and animal spirits. And, you know, I do, I do do all these things and I do have all these gifts and I do have all these natural abilities that, that are not crazy, that are just beautiful. And uh, so I went and had a session with him and, and then later on got, got initiated into Peruvian shamanism and, and, and it's a forever, it's a forever school really of just um, really remembering, you know, it's, it's really, I really believe that we have all of this locked away in our DNA and our bones in our soul and our spirit on, on so many different levels and, uh, we know all this and, and the reason why things resonate. So if anything that I'm saying right now is resonating to people listening is, is really because you know this already, you know, you know, you have everything, you are whole and you have everything inside. Just sometimes you need 
help to unlock, unlock and remember. And that's really what it's been about, is really finding the right people along the way. And I, and I really invite everyone to find mentors, to find teachers, you know, in, in the physical, you know, and, and the two-legged, the human, the human teachers, the human mentors as well, because you can learn something from a tree or from a, a stone or a crystal or an animal, but the teachings that you'll get from a two-legged will be completely different because they know what it's like to be human. And even in your spirit guides, if you've got spirit guides, um, connect with the ones that have been incarnated on earth as human as well. They are all beautiful and all powerful and all amazing, but there's something special with that connection because they know what it's like to be in this 3D body. Um, to be incarnated as a human is a special medicine. It is a special viewpoint, it is a special perception. And I really truly believe that that's um, a different learning. Like we chose to come back at this time. We chose to incarnate at this time as humans in these bodies. And uh, it's an experience that not all spirits get to have, you know. And it's extremely magical. I, I often say to my 11 year old son, it's like the ultimate computer game. It's like the ult ult ultimate experience is to be in this body. And uh, I think that also shifted was that I had not been living in a body. I had not been appreciating this vessel. And um, appreciating your vessel is so freaking important, you know? nourishing it's finding your finding your resources that keep you aligned and keep you in alignment and you know that that's unique to all of us you know it's just finding like experimenting and finding the things that remain that keep us grounded um yeah long long answer <laughs> no that was beautiful to be honest like I, I did not want to interrupt you because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about today anyway. And um, I loved how you described your own journey. And I know, like I was getting goosebumps. I know there are women who need to hear this. And I will also make sure I link your book in the description with this episode. Um, because I think it's such an important message and there was so much wisdom within everything you've shared from like, feeling like I'm going insane like <laughs> I'm so different like maybe I am really mentally ill and like I I was very much similar like I would be talking to animals plants I always thought I'm a little witch you know as a kid so that was like a little game but I loved it and um you know from a very young age very much drawn to legends and myths from different mm -hmm. parts of the world and really exploring history like I loved history as a kid as well so mm -hmm. um just really resonated with like certain ancient lands and different places um mm -hmm. from all around the world so I loved what you said about like yeah, my dog is talking to me or <laughs> this plant is talking to me and they are giving me messages because it can be seen as like, oh, you are, you know, crazy 
or like you, you're not really grounded or mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at the same time you mentioned how mindfulness really helped you and mm-hmm. I think what I love about mindfulness it was part of my spiritual journey as well when I started mm-hmm. practicing yoga and it helped me to overcome anxiety and mm-hmm. I love how powerful it is to be mm-hmm. in your body yeah so powerful like I know people always talk about oh you need to be grounded and I really never understood what it meant but what it really means is that you are present like your spirit is not just floating about but you are actually grounded in your vessel in your body Mm -hmm. and this is such a huge part of my own work in like emotional alchemy or when I like I get a lot of recently I've been having a few like new younger clients who are you know young women who are just dissociated from their bodies so much Mm-hmm. because the human experience doesn't feel real like other realms or other places feel more real than yeah. this actual experience in the body so I just love how you described it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that what's really beautiful about um, mindfulness and the shamanic practice is they they really work so beautifully together because you can't at there is you know it's and it's the same as quantum physics there is only now yeah there is only the present now and you experience it the, to the most extreme when you are in your body fully um and without really accessing that real presence you aren't able to travel into, you know, open the portals and travel into the other realms. It, it starts there. Um, and so, uh, and, and that was something that your, and it's also something that your mind can't really grasp. So, you know, that's often why the shaman has a rattle or a, or a drum as it's and it's a, another teacher which teacher in Australia was saying is that you know your mind is the is the youngest part um of the whole thing it's like the child so you give them the toy like the rattle and the drum to keep them occupied while you know the grown-ups do mm-hmm. <laughs> do the journey and that's really it was such a beautiful, I love these little kind of things that just like click and make these aha moments of, of, you know, really, really getting out of your mind and into your heart um, changes everything. And actually I learned this weekend, which I didn't know uh, last weekend, I'm I'm back in, um, in mystery school in a, in a deep shamanic immersion this year with, um, my teacher Robbie Otter Woman Standing. Um, and she's she asked us, uh, you know, do you know why we we kneel down to pray? Um, and uh, it's because it puts your head where your heart normally is. Wow. Yeah. And that was just like <laughs> I know, right? And it's just these tiny little things that happen that just change the whole perception, you know? 
That's so interesting. I love that. It's like that monkey mind gets occupied with the drum and then like the other parts of you can do their work. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about it, you know. I like I've been to shamanic ceremonies and I always enjoyed it. I'm like, yeah, I love, you know, playing the drum or using the rattle. But I actually never thought why we do it. Never thought about why we use it. I mean, that's not the only reason, yeah. but that's one one of them. It helps induce trance, mm-hmm. trance state, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I bet it's more complex than this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm just be. like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. You know, you've mentioned you've just moved back to Iceland. Like, I really want to go to Iceland. It's on my dream list. Cannot wait to do it. But I also know you lived in a few different places or you stayed in different places for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, like me personally, I have a strong connection to certain places on earth and mm-hmm. certain places called me to really mm-hmm. visit them and to go there. What mm-hmm. has your experience been like? Do you feel like perhaps Iceland is you know, a country that called you for a reason? Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. Um, for our, it's, it's been a love affair. Like, I actually feel like we have love affairs with, with places and uh, Iceland has just been a love affair. I, I Like, love at first sight, but, like, quite a turbulent relationship as well, you know? Um, I definitely got called here it was definitely bigger than me um this is a country that is on a very small volcanic rock it's not that small but very few amount very few people live here it's like 320,000 is like the the population um and the the veils between the worlds here are thinner. Um, And that happens a lot in volcanic uh, places. And you have just so much, you have the glaciers um, that have, you know, different, you know, there's different codes coming from different parts of of the, um, the country. And then you have the hot water as well. So you have fire and ice, you have the polarities here, you have really 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 bright days that's like daylight all all uh all day and then you have the dark days darkness all day so it's really like the extremes and and that's how I experienced my life always was in extremes um before and um when I first came here I felt like it was the place where I could actually be myself for the first time um and I didn't really know what myself meant because I was a chameleon and, and always tried to be someone that I wasn't. Um, and here I could I could really figure out who, who I was because somehow it was just accepted to be your weird, wonderful, crazy self. Um, and then I, you know, I, I had to leave and I, I've lived in different places. You know, another, another home of mine is the south of France where I feel very connected to. Um, but when I leave Iceland, uh, I always get called back in my dreams. Um, and 
uh, I'm still I'm still coming to terms with the understanding of what that means. But you know, I my son was born here. My son very much feels Icelandic and wants to live here. He doesn't want to live anywhere else. Uh, I've done all my shamanic initiation in Iceland, even though they've been from uh, different traditions. A lot of spiritual teachers come here to do their teachings because there's just something. It's also, I think it's also very amazing with the people is that um, as Europe goes, they are, there are less generations that link that, um, there are less generations back to find the last pagan tribal uh, family member. And they can all trace it back. You know, it's not that long ago that they all lived in mud huts. Um, you know, and, and that for the rest of Europe is, is, is a longer time ago, you know, um, to trace back to, to the tribal people. So there's, there is this, there is just an essence here of, of um, of uh of openness and um and there's a lot of there's a lot of folklore tales myths um that are real i mean i i see them as as, as real as as uh as uh eating my breakfast in the morning you know um and it's it is it is more in the kind of norm to uh to believe and see and you know, everyone's got some kind of a witchy person in their family, and uh, and uh, there's a lot of of beautiful tales through the sagas um, and through the Norse mythology that links a lot back to uh, Iceland. It's extremely. Uh, I just keep getting called back here, and and just every time I'm here, just just a deep remembering happens. Um, I definitely lived here in past lives and um, I have, to my knowledge, no blood relations, not up, not behind me, but now I do, of course, through my son. So, you know, if you believe in quantum physics, that actually like links me also through my blood to, to, uh, to the Icelandic fo uh, folk. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and um so the other one i would say is the south of france who it which is very deep and also where near where you live um avalon oh, yeah. um which is which is where i believe we met <laughs> i have the same feeling <laughs> because like I remember, I still remember the moment when I came across you, like in this <laughs> lifetime for the first time. And I'm like, Arabella, I'm like, I know her. And I'm just like, let's follow her straight away. <laughs> yeah. But it was so funny because just like, just to explain it to our listeners, we work with the same business mentor and we met through her. And I remember Jenna, our mentor announcing your work together on her Instagram and I, I was just drawn to you straight away there was just something about you like the look in your eyes and I was hooked on you I'm like I know where I need to connect with her that was so funny yeah yeah totally I felt the same and just and then when I found out that you were living near the Jurassic coast I was just like my all my 
hairs on my arms went up and I was like, okay, wow, really we, you know, these soul contracts in this life is that we're all, we're all finding, finding each other again. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've been called over here. Like I come from the Czech Republic and I do love it there because my family lives there and I have very fond mm -hmm. memories of, you know, growing up over there. And there are plenty of spiritual places. And, mm -hmm. you know, my dad is a healer and he would always take us to different places. But there is something about England and yeah. it's like a totally different level. Like my first past life memory like spontaneous memory was on top of the tour in Glastonbury Avalon mm -hmm. when I literally mm -hmm. just like things would shift and I would see a different different period I would see different times and buildings mm -hmm. would take different shape and um so I found it really interesting and the place called me and like here in England and this area in particular like it feels at home it yeah. feels really like I was meant to come here. And at the moment, I can't actually imagine like living somewhere else yet. Maybe it will shift in the future because, um, you know, I'm open to like traveling and moving around. But mm -hmm. I do love like woodlands and I live near Dartmoor, which is filled with stone circles and like Celtic woodlands. And yeah, it's just so mm -hmm. mystical and Avalon and just, yeah, love it. <laughs> Yeah, there are no other woods like the woods in, in the UK. There's something about the English forests, the old trees, they just have so much to share. Yeah. They really love talking to you and they really, yeah. It's I I'm being called to come back and visit and when when that's possible. Um, but that was another reason why I went to uh, Sweden for a year as well, is Sweden is very similar to Avalon, uh, the south of Sweden, very, very similar to Avalon. And, and um, I had a lot of memories uh, that were reawakened when I was there because they have stone circles and, um, and it's very similar uh, energy and the, the, it's very sort of fairy energy down there. Um, and we were caught, so we were, I was, I was literally called, spirit showed me this place on the map and, um, and my, so my partner, he's a doctor, he's a medical doctor. Um, and uh, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Uh, we, you know, we, we coexist in this beautiful uh, way, but we're very, very different and work in very, very different worlds. Um, but we bridge bridge both of our worlds together somehow um and so he you know he of course uh wanted to find a job and I found this place on the map and I was like that's the place that's the place and I just said like go look go look um if there's a job for you and he just like looks at me like I mean, he's getting used to my my freakiness um but he just looked at me he's just like it's the last day of applications for a job in exactly my specialty. Um, so we were both just like, whoa. And of course he applied and he got the job. And um, he, got, he got a few other interviews and I've kind of learned to, 
to let him come to his own conclusions as well, because it can be very, very overpowering. It's very difficult to be in relationship with a empathic, hypersensitive witch because uh, I, I really need to let him come to his own conclusions as well. And uh, we were on on the motorway. He'd just been to one one hospital where he'd been interviewed, and the energy was just so off. And he was just like, "Oh, I could never work there." And he was like, "I hope this next place is going to be good." And I was just like sniggering inside, knowing that it was going to be the best place for him. And I was just like, well, you know, we can just ask for confirmation, you know, just ask. So out loud, he was like, oh, let's just give us a sign that we're on the right track. Literally a few moments later, a falcon dived in front of the car and like hovered in the road in front of us so much so that he had to like break and swerve. Oh my god, what a sign! And it was just like, okay, and the falcon is all about like direction and on the right path and, you know, um, very much straight, narrow focused. Um, and then I was working with falcon, falcon and eagle medicine most of last year. Um, so it's really like, that's also part of what I do with with my clients is really to wake up to the natural world that we are not separate from nature. We are a part of nature. Even if we live in a building, you know, these are just like our nests. And it's just really finding that connection to um, everyone and everything and realizing that we are just part of the ecosystem and we've just forgotten, you know, a lot of us have forgotten that that's, you know, we have a role that works with and not against and um it doesn't it doesn't help us to feel guilty about these things it's just like how can i be in connection with the natural world why how can i listen to what is being told and said to me because there are signs and it's speaking to us the whole time i mean not everything is a sign but when you get one oh lord you know that it's a sign you know and um, so I often just say like, and this is something that I've, I've been practicing re recently is, is praying for myself out loud um, to uh, really understand and, and, and have things communicated in a language that I can understand. I think this is important because I used to ask for like, science and communication but then I wasn't able to understand it so mm -hmm. I also started asking like for a sign I'll be able to recognize or a message I'll be able to read like in the kind of language I can decode so to speak and yeah. actually my next yeah. question for you was like what would be the practices or spiritual tools you would recommend to women listening to us but I feel like you've already mentioned like nature is just such a big part of it and I love the analogy you used like our homes are like nests and we still need to go out there and connect to the rest yeah yeah I think it's um it's just really realizing that we have it all inside even if you're not able to go out into nature just thinking of it slightly different as you, we are already a part of it. We already can connect to everything within us. You know, we are connected. 
it's just mm-hmm. making that conscious it's making it's, it's consciously connecting if that makes sense it's like the difference of like we are already connected it's already connected it's already there I love it's that very difficult to not be but it's yeah. just consciously realizing this um and you know sitting sitting outside um on a rock by a tree um and that's also where the mindfulness practices come in is just it's just being there present with with whatever is going on around you and and realizing that you are a part of it you know you're part of this big creation um and i feel that that's you know that's a lot of this disconnection has happened um in in the mind and i love my mind i'm so glad that i have a mind it's just that there is that is not just who we are and we are able to connect through our hearts and through our our senses through our smell through our taste and honoring you know everything that you eat and nourishes you you know it's honoring the earth thanking you know whatever it is that you eat you can you can honor the plants you can honor the the animals you can honor the um vegetables and fruits and all the spirits that have made the ultimate sacrifice in order for you to be nourished and that's another way of really feeling that connection is that we are powered by the earth no matter what it is that you eat we are powered by the earth the water that we drink everything nourishes us everything that nourishes us comes from the earth and so it's intricately involved in our life and that just you know i think that the more i realize and the more i practice these very simple practices of welcoming the day welcoming the sun um honoring and thanking the spirits for the nourishment uh, that you know everything that you eat um also recognizing that even just in your house your chair um so we have this a lot of the natives um uh, from the lineage of my uh the lineage of my um of my teacher um they don't have nouns so nouns don't exist so I am arabellaing. A table is not a table, it's tabling. A chair is not a chair, it's chairing. So you, then you think of all the things that that object does. And then the appreciation comes like on a different level, like the sofa is sofaing, the candle is candling. And you just think of all the things that that brings. And so everything in your room is alive, everything in your house is alive. And the moment that we realize that the noun is not stagnant, but it is still, it is forever in motion. I love this. Oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. Such a different way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And then you experience, you know, your, your inner realm so differently because you can really like, you know, I've got, this is my hairbrush that's hairbrushing and it's just like, wow, you know, this is a tool that means that I can brush my hair, you know, and then the same with technology, like, oh my goodness, I was being so mean to my computer. This is a so mean. I was calling, 
calling her slow and annoying and and then she just broke down and I took her in to be repaired and they just told me we had to we had to replace the motherboard and I just suddenly got like a sting in my heart and I just suddenly realized that I was doing this with everything else but not with my technology and I had my phone had been smashed like all these things and I just all of a sudden started just being like okay I need to honor even my technology for what it is that they do for me like I would not be able to have my business without my phone without my computer and they deserve that honoring and I promise you ever since they are functioning so much better they are you know functioning and behaving so so well <laughs> I also think like this makes life a lot more magical like I resonate with everything you said especially around technologies I had been guilty of this myself and I I I had such a powerful manifestation over a couple of years back maybe five years back now when I was like annoyed with myself that I spent too much time on my phone but I was blaming the phone for it so I remember like honestly I have such a vivid memory of it it was evening it was Tuesday and I'm just like bloody hell I don't want to be on this phone again and I like the universe please help me like help me overcome this I don't want to be looking on the screen mm-hmm. <laughs> the same night I dropped my phone but mm-hmm. in a such a subtle way, mm-hmm. but the screen hit onto the corner of my bedside table and just went green, black, yeah. within seconds, like the whole screen disappeared. Yeah. It was an hour after I asked who helped. <laughs> but yeah. I think it was coming from me because actually I wasn't empowered in this kind mm-hmm. of a request I was making to the universe I was blaming my phone for it I was getting angry with my phone yeah and and yeah and I got the message straight away I understood what happened what meant and I love and cherish my technologies because they connect me to my family they connect me to people like you my clients and I love Mm -hmm. it I love that aspect of my life Mm -hmm. and as a child, I also saw everything as a living being. Mm-hmm. And it just makes your life a lot more magical, a lot more eventful. And it does never feel lonely. Like I remember there was a point in my life where I felt really lonely. And then I just heard like, look up, look around you. Like you are not lonely. Like you, you are mm-hmm. never lost. And Mm-hmm. And there is so much support and I love it and I love talking to my crystals plants but it's a good reminder that actually everything is a living thing in its own right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I think that's what we do is like I do a lot of inner child work uh, with my clients as well and and I think that's the thing is like a lot of us knew this so innately as children and we still have that child inside of us, you know, and that innocence and that magic, you know, all the magical things, you know, that we believed in that were quote unquote, our imagination, there is no difference between reality and your imagination. It's like, if you were able to me- imagine it, it's, it's real. And I used to love these fantasies of like traveling into other worlds and meeting magical creatures and 
everything about you know dragons and fairies and everything and I so wanted it to be real but I didn't have that perception when I was a child of someone else telling me that it was and and it's only now that you know I cry every time I sit in circle with my shamanic tribe I cry because my 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 soul is finally home it is all real it does all exist it is it is what I thought it was as a child and so the inner child can can heal and rest and 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 feel the magic you know finally um and that's what I really want to see for you know basically what I want is just to see people being more alive like feeling alive feeling and celebrating this what we call life yeah oh my god so beautiful and I think many women will remember just hearing it from you hearing it from me and I think that will help them to remember and tap into it because so many of us know it as little children like we do have that connection and I and I remember I used to, um, like, I, I would create like a wand, like a magical wand from things I found in my dad's shed. And I would like put it together. And I'm like, I wish there was a world where this was real. <laughs> I remember like thinking that and just really, and then I would go to a playground. And again, it's so random, but it's not random, of course. I would get together with like three other kids in in my area we would go to this playground and there was like this hidden bit behind this bush and I said oh let's do a ritual (laughs) and I and I brought a little toy it was like an alien it was from one of those chocolate eggs I can't remember what they call kinder Kinder egg yeah yeah that's it yeah and it was a little alien and I said so we're gonna make a little hole we will put the alien in it we will connect to the aliens and we will write down our wishes and then we would like hide it under the ground and I feel like where was this coming from I was so little my parents did not teach me anything like this so it's just like little sweet memories or I would speak to the weather like I would speak to the wind I would speak to rain or to water to grass and like all the elements like my connection to earth I feel like always had a bit of a fairy kind of energy around me and (laughs) so and I'm like and then my friends would be like that's bullshit you cannot talk to the wind like who do you think you are the wind is not listening (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and it's just innate in you you know it really is and you see it with children like I have quite a lot of my um my tribe people in my tribe who work with children and who are starting to infiltrate these these teachings into their into their into the kids that they teach through art and uh and uh draw you know acting and things like this and I think that's what it's all about really you know is like how much can we infiltrate this into the mainstream and that is one of my biggest missions is is infiltrating the magic into the mainstream and and uh, like honoring that it becomes something that we can talk about as if it's the most normal thing in the world and and that's what I'm seeing happening more and more is that people are talking about their experience. People are talking about the things that they happen and whatever modality it is that they found that resonated and brought that out in them is just so magical. And I, I love it because, you know, here I am in Iceland and 
two weeks ago, one of my friends was interviewed on the national radio about our shamanic school. And she had, a, she had an hour long slot in the morning, which is like primetime radio on the national radio being interviewed about the shamanic school. That wouldn't have even happened like two years ago, you know? And things are opening up. And I know that energies have been dense and probably still are for a lot of people. And I know that there's a lot of lockdowns and there's a lot of shit going on. I just wanna say that like things are changing, you know, things, the ripple effect of these things are, are changing and, and, and to not give up and to also to really feel your fear, like courting your fear is such a powerful thing. It's not to be shut down, it's not to be ignored. It's to really be felt, but, but also not, you don't need to live in it so you can feel it can feel the edge you can you can hold it you can recognize that part of you you can feel it but you don't need to fall in completely you know sometimes you do and sometimes you actually have to fall in and sometimes that's what you're supposed to do it's finding that that grasp the way back it's like tracing the way back like how do I go back from fear what is the thing that helps me come out what is the balancing what do I do and finding your resources I, I talk about this a lot with my clients is like you know for me going for a walk uh getting into water so a bath or a swim or a shower going for a walk outside uh moving my body eating nourishing foods and teas and potions uh, essential oils, anything to do with smell. I love essential oils. They're a really potent way for me to um, get back, you know, get back from, you know, maybe getting lost a little bit. It's like falling off the, falling off the, the track, but it happens to everyone. And that's also the thing is like, it happens to everyone and it's a part of learning and we need to fall off to know how to get back on. Such a great way to really end and wrap up this episode because I feel it was such a potent, potent episode and I loved having you here so much. Like, honestly, I could go on for hours. I feel like <laughs> I could too. ask more things and I, you know, I really, really enjoy it. <laughs> I'll come back. I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to do another another episode at some point but Definitely. I I would love for you to really share how can people connect with you how can they get in touch with you if they are drawn to your work or want to learn more about it um where can they find you and have you got anything currently going on like have you got any offers which you are opening up or yeah um so at the moment my my website is down I'm just um reconstructing it um, so best way is uh, finding me on Facebook or on Instagram and um, you can probably share the links with, with them. Um, I do have, so I have a few things coming up. Um, one has yet to be announced, but I can announce it to you guys. We, um, together with another beautiful shamanic goddess here in Iceland, 
we're going to have a retreat at the end of April. Oh my in God. <laughs> called Archetypal Alchemy. And it's going to be working with the archetypes. Um, mainly the archetypes of mother, father, child, and all the dynamics, internal dynamics and external dynamics that that has um, on your relationships, on your business, uh, with your family, of course, but also just with your internal landscape. So that has yet to be properly officially announced, but you can watch my Instagram and Facebook. It will be announced there very soon. Um, another thing that's coming up in February, uh, I haven't actually set a date yet and it might be pushed back still because I have not actively been um, advertising it, but uh, it's a program called Courting Your Magnetic Business. Mm -hmm. And it's all about um, uh, basically birthing or realigning your current business to your soul and really finding that relationship that you have to your uh, soul business. And this is through storytelling, through archetypes. Um, it's 80% magic and no, maybe 70% magic and um, storytelling and mythology and 30% masculine structure strategy. Um, so it is ideal for women, but also men um and the container i'm very i'm very sort of bespoke with containers so i do quite leave up to who comes in to exactly how it's going to be but um it will be eight weeks in four parts um meeting once every two weeks online and then other things just dropping when they drop um what else then i do have a one-on-one -on -one mentorship um, that kind of starts anytime and that is really just going to be a conversation with people um, and seeing what it is you know really I really inquire to see what it is that they want the most help with and then we frame that and then it's it's a mixture of coaching and shamanic healing work um, and, and teaching uh, as well and uh, then I do just pure shamanic healing work sessions as well um, and there you can book one session or multiple of course it's a bit cheaper if you book like three at a time um, and this is really this is really deep profound work that you get in all the other programs I want but that that, that I um, uh, offer um, but there's in these sessions are really really powerful and I love I love doing them yeah Oh, that's amazing. Sounds so juicy, so appealing. <laughs> and I can recommend you firsthand, really, and your work, which is so beautiful. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor to be here and talk to you. And um, yeah, I just look forward to uh, doing it again. This was fun. <laughs> yeah, I loved every minute of this episode. And what I will do, I will link your links in the description box so people can literally just look 
at the description and follow the links to your Instagram, to your Facebook. And I believe they can just simply connect with you and send you a message if they want to find out a little more. And keep your eyes open, people, to all the news that Bella's got coming up. I just sound so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super approachable. It might take me a few days to get back to my messages, but I'm super approachable. So just DM me. It's cool. <laughs> yeah you're such a sweet soul so thank you so much and uh thank you to all of you listening to us and i'll see you in the next episode thank you Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Share it on your Instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more high vibes, live trainings, well-being tips and loads of fun, come and join me in my Facebook group called Empowered Women, Shine Bright and Be Yourself. You can find the link in my bio. You can also follow me on Instagram at stepanka underscore Kuralova. For more information, go to the show notes. Loads of love.